Thanks for downloading the Expert Market Focus podcast. This series features interviews between our CEO and Entrepreneur of the Year, Titus Sharp, and other successful business leaders. To read more about these stories and find other useful videos, articles, and research about running a fast growth business, visit our website, expertmarket.com forward slash focus. Justine, thank you very much for coming in. It's great to have uh, you here. And also, this is our first sort of uh, video, CEO to CEO. Okay, so I'm the guinea pig. You are the guinea pig. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks very much for joining us. Mumsnet is sort of an institution within this sort of uh, digital world. And uh, I'd love to sort of, I guess, understand where you came up with the idea for Mumsnet. Yes. Well, I mean, one of the things is we're really old. We've actually been going for nearly 17 years, so... Uh, yeah, I feel slightly geriatric because internet years are a bit like dog years, aren't they? Yeah. But, um, but really the inspiration, as you know, often is, it was my own personal sort of need. Um, I had these one-year-old twins. I went on a family holiday. Uh, it was the first holiday we'd had with children. And it was a complete unmitigated disaster. Wrong choice of menu, wrong choice of resort, um, wrong choice of children. <laughs> um, and um, so it was, It was. you know, a light bulb moment, if it was, was why couldn't I have found out about this before I went? And actually not just holidays, but all this parenting stuff for which, you know, I'm pretty clueless and untrained. It would be good to tap into the wisdom of others who'd been there and done that. So it was a very simple, no rocket science there, but it was about my own need. And so I came home and luckily found a mate of mine who could code and we got going from there. Amazing story. <laughs> I've been on several uh, holidays which yeah. haven't worked with my children. And yes. So I know, know exactly yes. that experience. Yeah. Um, and, and had you known before that that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Do you think you had this sort of entrepreneur desire um, before that? Or was it that, that moment when you think, this holiday ain't working? Yes. Someone needs to Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't wake up, you know, I was not one of those people who said, that, you know, I'm definitely going to start my own business. Yeah. But there was a bit of a moment, and I do believe serendipity plays a part in these things. You know, it was the right time and the right place for me. I'd given up a career that I'd spent 10 years in because I, it just didn't work with children. So I was looking around for the next thing. The internet bubble was, at that point, just about to burst. Actually, I didn't know that. But it was kind of, everyone was, it was that wild west of the internet where everyone was having a startup idea. Yeah. So the situation was ripe. It was ripe for me personally to try something. I suppose I, I was always entrepreneurial, although it didn't really, I think women are a bit different. They don't call themselves entrepreneurs they just start businesses and do you know trade and stuff um, so I yes so I, the answer is a bit of a fudge no probably not in the sense of I didn't leave university and think you know I'm, I'm definitely going to start my own business so um, what's the sort of overarching vision for Mumsnet so Mumsnet is all about making parents lives easier so what we're trying to do is allow people to connect so they can make their lives easier by sharing that wisdom and knowledge uh, so a lot of it is user-generated content, but some of it is not as well. We, we create content and we want to create solutions that make parents' lives easier. So that is actually quite a broad remit. Largely, they're going to be digital solutions because that's what we know about. Um, but we, you know, we have quite a well-known brand now. And I'm just passionate about, you know, we all know how hard it is just making those 
the irritating things in the lives of parents slightly easier would be, you know, a great win. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the area yeah. we're in. Yeah. It's a very noble service. And uh, have, you, have you have you ever felt that I can imagine, you know. I'd imagine most mums who've got internet access in the UK have probably been on your website and looked for advice. Do you, have you felt sort of a huge burden responsibility around those mums in terms of, you know, I've got all this advice and if I give the wrong advice, you know, you know or the, the, the forum is giving the wrong advice, yes, you know, yes. how, how, do you, how do you quantify well, that sort of burden of responsibility for all those I mean, those the, obvious, obviously you don't want to give yeah. bum advice, but I, I honestly, I promise you, it, it just would not get through. When you've got a very large, very opinionated and very wise crowd, I mean, the Mumsnet audience is a pretty educated audience, so, you know, if you ask a question about a health issue, there will be many, many GPs on Mumsnet oh, really? giving okay. answers. Yeah. If you ask about, you know, I want to submit my thesis on, on how Jane Austen did, there will be people who are experts in that field. Yeah. So it's, it's actually very rare and quite a lot of research has been done on this for, for bad advice to get through. It's probably more accurate than one expert sitting there, yeah. a very wide crowd. So thankfully, I can sleep at night knowing that, um, you know, thanks to the users of Mumsnet, that, you know, isn't something really we've had to worry about. Being a parent myself, I've, you know, it's an incredibly up, or, up, or, up and down roller coaster of a journey. Um, I was just wondering, you know, I imagine on Mumsnet, you know, there's been a lot of mums who've been in very tough situations. Mm. Are there some examples of sort of times where Mumsnet saved people's lives or? Yeah, there are actually. There are some yeah. really dramatic examples. So literally, people were having their ectopic pregnancy diagnosed. Um, on Mumsnet. People, yes, people. Oh, wow. People. Okay. Uh, I mean, several of those actually. Yeah. Um, presenting symptoms that get to the doctor right now, you're having an you're, you've got an ectopic pregnancy. And then, you know, they come back and tell the story. We've had a live birth where the midwife wasn't there and literally the mums have talked through the dad in this case, how wow. to cope yes. with the situation. But then there's, you know, a lot more everyday prosaic stuff. I mean, there's some cute stuff. People you know, gone on holiday, forgotten their favorite toy. A local mums netter has delivered a toy that they have, which is the same to four-year-old child who is no longer, you know, yeah, weeping. And, and some more serious stuff around, you know, people suffering domestic violence being kind of handheld through that process of leaving an abusive husband. So, uh, and, and, and some stuff which is kind of just going on every day, which is everyday acts of kindness and generosity and giving support and information to people who are having a difficult time of it. Mother's Met has been is, is this institution in in the digital space. You know, where do you see the next big sort of area for Mum's Net? What's your big sort of growth story in well, the next couple of years? I think you know we need to deliver what we do, yeah. which is provide solutions for parents to make their lives easier in whatever platform and medium they need it in. So, as you know, in this world, that's a challenge in itself, right? You've got to stay current. You've got to make sure that if people want to consume your product via artificial intelligence, you're thinking about that type of thing. So for me, it's, um, the, you know, we need to have the overarching aim. What are we here for? What's our purpose? And then we need to deliver it in the way the users want it delivered. So I'd imagine with uh, Mumsnet, you've met some pretty amazing people. Can you talk about the most famous person you've met and what you learnt about them? Um, yeah, we, we do. We get sort of all the great and the good. We've had every prime minister, every aspiring prime minister. Um, 
and uh, David Beckham and all kinds of people. But I guess the most topically famous person uh, I've met is Hillary Clinton, who did a web chat on Mumsnet. And uh, what would I say? Well, you, know, she was, you, you kind of think she's a bit cold and um, aloof, but she's really not. She's a kind of homespun, warm American type who engulfs you in her warmth. But uh, she also has a really good sense of humor. So we have a comment, our community management team always say on the boards, the Secret Service will not comment on procedure. And she learned this, and she did a little piece to camera saying, the Secret Service does not comment on procedure, and we now put that clip up. Um, so she was a good laugh, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. was quite surprising. Awesome. Fantastic. I've been on various startup journeys myself, and you know, you have highs and you have lows. Can yes. you, you know, would you like to sort of suggest what your highest moment, your best moment at Mumsnet was, and your sort of worst moment? Uh, you yeah. don't have to answer either of those. I mean, you know, there's sort of there's kind of personal things, and then there's, you know, I mean, for me, very early on, when we started our forum, I had multiple names, and I was posting questions, and then changing my name and answering questions. And for me, I think one of the highs was when I no longer needed to do that. So I actually rather ruthlessly got a friend of mine who was pregnant, who ran me up and said, "I've got these palpitations. Did you have that?" I said. I'll ask, answer your question, but can you ask it on Mum's net, please? So I felt a bit guilty and rushed on to answer, and lo and behold, someone else had peer, appeared out of the internet. Awesome. Not so yeah. there was a kind of mini high, and there are lots of highs and lows. I think you know the 2010 election was christened the Mum's net election by the media, and that was quite jolly Amazing. because it sort of propelled us into. I mean, it was hectic, but it propelled us into a space of you know you were being transformed into this kind of media world that. Of, of mass, of everyone wanted a piece of you, and that yeah. was quite fun. Yeah. But there have been lots of lows too, <laughs> as you'd are, imagine. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I suppose the most obvious one, the most difficult time, was when we were being hacked by um, a kind of bunch of people, a bunch of sort of anonymous type people who. Um, who you know did a multiple range of things: the denial of service, hacked into our database, released passwords, did a data dump. You know, it's just kind of one of those awful times when, for a while, we didn't know how they were doing it. So, uh, and trying to handle the fallout from that, be very transparent with users, try and keep their information safe, was the hard, definitely the hardest. And then they sent a SWAT team around to mine and some mum's netter's house as well. So that's called being swatted. I'm officially the first person in the UK to have been swatted. Uh, it's not pleasant having six armed policemen come around your house with police dogs and uh, you know think that you've been murdered, <laughs> which is what they thought. So, so what's the background to that story? Is it, uh, it was it would just kind of, it was the sort of part of the same hack. It's kind of something, unfortunately, that happens quite a lot in America. Um, I think gamers started doing it to each other as a laugh. Um, but um, it was all part of, you know, teach those mouthy women a lesson, basically. Do you, do you feel that that, that that hack was to do with sort of anti-feminist... Was it an anti-feminist hack, do you think, or it was more just people... I think it, to, some what, what of it, was the motive? I, some of it was that. I think yeah. it was complicated. So we, someone had um, trolled our board and um, mum setters are rather good at detecting trolls and they have very little terror for them. So they got kind of vaguely humiliated and then drummed up a kind of, let's get them betchers type thing. Um, and, you know, look, in the long run, it's useful. Our security is much, much better. And, you know, one would never say one was perfect ever. 
um, but we're alive to it in a way that we weren't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and nothing, no one died, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very often, I don't sleep that well at night. I was wondering, and I, I've spoken to quite a few other entrepreneurs about this, is, yes. you know, lots of entrepreneurs don't sleep well at night. Do you, do you sleep well at night? Uh, no, not really. I do that sort of 4.30 a.m. waking and then there's 10 million things I need to it's do. It's always 4.30 a.m., <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's all you look up. It's yeah. 4.30 a.m. And, and, and I think you naturally have a period of light sleep at 4.30 a.m. The yeah. problem is, once you start making lists, it's hard to go back to sleep. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm, you know, in fully relaxed, Probably, you know, in August or, or Christmas time when, when I'm just not as engaged, yeah. then I can go back to sleep. But it's just like me, it's August and Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I sleep well, I sleep fine, but yeah. the rest of the year I don't. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what the answer is, so if you find out, let me know. I don't know whether you should get up and start. I have done that. Yeah. I've got up and done email yeah. um, and then tried to go back. I can always go back to sleep at seven just when I'm trying Yeah, to just as up. the kids wake up. <laughs> yeah. It's always just as the kids wake up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's lots of budding entrepreneurs out there at the moment trying to build. You know, great businesses all across the UK and all across the world. Uh, have you got any advice you would offer uh, a budding entrepreneur? Something you've learned yes. that that's yeah. resonates? I, th I think there are lots of kind of things that people, you know, would all agree on. Like, you know, you've got to have a USP and you must work hard and, you know, you should always be flexible and pivot and all that stuff, all of which is true. But I think um, I'd just I'd say one other thing because I think it's particularly relevant to female entrepreneurs. When I was first trying to raise money, just before the dot-com bubble burst. Um, I got very close to raising money with a venture fund and they wanted to give us four million quid. Unbelievable, right? You know, because the numbers, as it turned out, were completely wrong. Anyway, um, just before they did, they said, look, we want to give you this money. It's a great idea, you know, but we want someone else to run it. Um, you have no experience. And, you know, quite frankly, you don't look the part. You're a Mum, you know, you're not a 22-year-old thrusting American talking about burn rates. Yeah. You're, you're, you're completely different. And I, my advice really, because I, I thought I wasn't ready to give up before I've even started, so I didn't take their money. But they, in any case, their money would have gone because there was a, the bubble burst. But my advice is, you know, no, there's no one better than you to run your business because you understand it, you're passionate about it, you're the reason why the idea is there. So be firm yeah. and don't uh, let the sort of knockers knock you. Just because you may not look the part or you may not sound the part doesn't mean that you aren't the best person to do it. You know, on that sort of um, female entrepreneurs, do you, you know, how are you feeling about the sort of the ecosystem for female entrepreneurs at the moment? Do you think it's getting better? Do you think it's... You know, and how do you think you'd improve it? I think there's a, a lot of focus yeah. on it, which yeah. is good. Yeah. I think we need to see success stories. Women need to see other women doing this because they're few and far between. Um, but I think um, there's a problem with the funding. Most of the funding is, if you think about it, coming from a fairly cookie-cutter type yeah, of yeah. white male, yeah. um, and they are interested in products for white males, you know, surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. So I think that's an area that needs a bit of attention. Yeah, so some female-backed VC sort of... I think firms. so, because, yeah, you know, it's a wasted yeah. opportunity, yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you think 50% of the yeah. audience yeah. is female. Absolutely, So yeah. we're not... Yeah, there are more products yeah. to be developed. Yeah. There are more solutions to yeah. be made which are, yeah. you know, have a female emphasis. Yeah. So someone clever yeah. needs to stick some money yeah. in there. And it's interesting, you know, having having met a lot of that community, that is very, very. There's a lot of men in it, and I've, I've probably met it's probably about ten percent women. You know, it's very underrepresented. It's very true. So um, 
That's a very good point. So, so it's so not surprising that female founders yeah, are under, yeah, underrepresented exactly, too. Yeah. So do you feel this is a sort of, you know, certain year's time, you feel that that Future could be a career, career for you, do you think? Or? Uh, to, I, not, 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 it's not necessarily, I don't think necessarily me, actually. I'm no. not sure my skill set is quite that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> I, I have a, another question for you. I was just wondering how you feel about the sort of role of CEO in society and what do you think what do you think the responsibility of a CEO is is what do you think the responsibility of a CEO is to society well, I, I think there is something in that I can see why you've asked that question I think actually a CEO has a responsibility to you know lots of stakeholders really the, the staff um, the investors and the public or the, or their customers and I think the main way I think you should look at it is um, about sustainability. I think CEOs should think about building sustainable businesses, you know, sustainable for their customers, sustainable for their staff, and sustainable, you know, for the, for the investor too. And there are lots of stakeholders and they need to consider them all. I think the, the, the sort of types of businesses which I think will increasingly get into trouble, but also maybe we ought to have a bit of moral um, disapproval of are the ones that you know are, are hiring and firing are, are going on this quarter's results are saying okay you're out or you're on zero hours contract and you're in or you're out I don't think that's really a sustainable way to run a business it's de definitely the people paying for that are the staff um, so yeah I think it's it's a fair question I can see and I do believe CEOs have a responsibility yes and within Mumsnet, do you have a sort of KPI that obviously, you know, I'm sure revenues and profits are very important to you, but is there a KPI that, that sort of, you know, for the more altruistic side of the sort of business that you sort of focus on? Or I would I say that is our, you know, we put purpose before when profits genuinely. Yeah. So uh, we only have, we have, you know, five things we want to do, yeah. and only one of them is about revenue. And even then, it's sustainable revenue. So for us, revenue isn't revenue unless it is something that doesn't harm our community, our brand, our staff. Um, so yes, we focus, you know, we, we basically we want to make a great thing that offers solutions and makes parents' lives easier. And then if we can make a buck out of it, we will. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Makes sense. That's, I mean, that's a pretty healthy attitude to it. Um, and in terms of sort of the future and your, your what would you like to be remembered for? What's your, what do you think Justine's legacy is? Uh, well, I think, you know, it's not about me. It, genuinely, I mean that. It's about largely about this fantastic community where women go out of their way every day to help each other. And so maybe Mum's Net can be remembered for demonstrating that there is such a thing as society and that, you know, people are left to their own devices, want to help and connect and, and you know, be kind. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, um, <laughs> thank you very much for coming in for this interview. And, it's been uh, a appreciate pleasure. It. And it's, you know, I have a great deal of respect for everything you're building and it's lovely to see someone with such an altruistic vision for, for, your, for your business. It's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks for listening to the Expert Market Focus podcast. To hear more from this series, subscribe now or head to expertmarket.com forward slash focus.